You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. Well, good evening again. It's good to have you here. Hear these words. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Repent and believe the gospel. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Repent and believe the gospel. These are amazing words. These are sobering words. These are words that wake us up. But why tonight, and why in this season? Well, we're ending the season of Lent, and Lent is the the 40 days, the 40 days plus Sundays, that leads us to Jesus' crucifixion and the celebration of his resurrection. The 40 days are drawn, are drawn from the time that Jesus took a journey in the desert. And so our challenge is to join Jesus again, to take a journey in this season of Lent. We use these six or so weeks in this season of Lent to prepare our hearts and minds around the themes of facing our mortality and repenting, that is turning, turning back to God. It's a time to focus and grow in our relationship with God and others, and it's an opportunity to live differently for a season, to live authentically and wisely and well, and experience God in a new and deeper way. It's a season for real self-reflection and self-examination. Now, to be human, We know that we're created in God's image, but we're also sinners. Millions and millions, tens of millions of people on this day, and I've seen some already today, this day and tonight will receive the sign of the cross on their hand or on their forehead to remind us of our humility and our need for God. We will someday return to dust. Now, our scripture this evening comes from Joel, the book of Joel, and Joel is a prophet, one who speaks for God, and this is in the Old Testament. It's a small book with powerful imagery, but Joel is speaking for God, and he's calling the Hebrew people, the Judeans, back to God. It's a call for repentance because the Judeans have sinned against God and are facing devastating consequences. And so again, he's speaking for God, calling for a communal fast, authentic prayer, and really for the hearts of the people. And so I invite you to hear these words. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now, now, while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows, perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of this curse. Perhaps you will be able to, perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord 
your God as before. Blow the ram's horn in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children, and even the babies. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from her private room. Let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry to the temple and the altar. Let them pray, spare your people, Lord. Don't let your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel left them? Now I invite you to close your eyes. I want to read just a few stanzas of this again. Just close your eyes and enter into this, these words, this story. Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return, return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Well, God is calling his people back. He is, he's asking more than what the custom was, was to tear the clothing. He's calling people for deep inner sorrow for their sin. To repent, we know, is to turn around, to turn back to God, to go in an opposite direction, to change your life. And so that is what God is seeking. And what a great gift the scripture is. Hear those words again, that God is compassionate and merciful, filled with unfailing love, slow to anger, compassionate, merciful, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. These are the qualities. This is the foundation, the foundation that will restore the people to God. This is God's character, the character that in the slow to anger and wanting to relent and not punish will be the foundation for the restoration of the people. And it's the same with us. This story is our story because God gives us the offer too to return, to return to God in a new and deeper way in this season. We're sinners with a choice. We can turn to God or we can go in an opposite direction. God works in and through us, but we also have to summon our will, our will to repent and change. As Paul would say, we work out our own salvation, but it is God who is at work within us. Enabling, enabling us to will and work for God's good pleasure. We repent and trust God, not to save our own skins, but to reflect God's glory in the time that we are changing and that God is working in us. We are human beings with limits. And yet while we have this knowledge that we live and we're, we're mortal human beings, for some of us, this is a more vivid reality. In my many years here at Schweitzer and the privilege to serve God through this church, this body of Christ, the hope of the world, I've not really known a season when we've had as many people that are seriously ill. And one of these couples is Tony and Vicki Thomason. Vicki is 
is suffering from a lung illness and she was dying. And she and Tony had to face some real decisions in their life not long ago. And she chose to have a double lung transplant at, da at Baylor Med in Dallas. And they've told me, and I've been talking to them over the weeks, and they said they have returned, returned to God and are relying on a God that, that is not only amazing, but is changing them in the process of this tough season. They are leaning into God. And like the Paul quote, God is enabling them to work for God's good pleasure while they're in Dallas. God is using them to minister to other people. And at Vicki, they've been there four months and she's still in rehab. And they wanted us to know this tonight as they lean into God. Within your challenges, as you lean into this amazing and beautiful God, God gives you the opportunity to share your faith with others, to be real with others, and to pray for them too. And secondly, God will show up will show up in friends, new friends, and reconnect you with old ones. So tonight, what about us? Is God showing up in your life, in my life? Is it time to make a move, to really lean into God? He will wait, but aren't we more than tired, more than tired of wasting his time? Aren't we weary of wasting even 10 more of our numbered days. Well, for me in this season, and I know some of you are already practicing this, but I've, I've been praying and asking God, what, what is it that God would have me do this season to, to take away what's unnecessary, to, in other words, to fast, but in a way for me that it's not involving food, but to, or, or something, if you will, tangible. But for me, it's to strip away what's unnecessary in my life and to spend time with God. And so I'm going to practice uh, contemplative prayer 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And the practice goes like this. You choose a word that centers you and allows God permission to come and to be present and to work with you. And for me, the word is going to be Lord, just simply Lord, because the Lord is the Lord of my life, and I do invite him in. And then what I will do is I will sit. I will sit and become quiet and become quiet. And then I will simply say the word Lord and invite the Lord in. Now, within this practice, we know that what we think is necessary, we'll try to invade our minds. We'll try to come in. And so what we gently do then is we say, whatever the word is for you, if you choose this practice or whatever practice in this season of Lent, to draw you closer to God and invite God in. Invite God in. For me, when these voices and when these things that I think are necessary are coming at me, I will just simply again say, Lord, Lord, and be still. And then at the end of 20 minutes, 
I'm just quiet again as I come out of that. And I thank God for God's presence with me and God's renewing, because this also is a season of renewal, this time of Lent. And so now let's, let's pray together. Kind Father, as we enter into this season, the season of Lent, we join you on a journey. Strip away what is unnecessary. Do have your way with us. Lord, we pray with expectancy that you will show up and change us. For you are compassionate and merciful, full of unfailing love, and slow, slow to anger. Lord, you are our all in all. It's in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. In a moment, we're going to invite you forward to receive the imposition of the ashes. And the ashes with, that represent, again, humility before God and represents who we are and dust and dust that we, we will return. And in this time, uh, you, you're invited to receive the sign of the cross on your hand or your forehead. And so again, we know that we are mortal human beings. But when we receive the sign of the cross, we have the hope that God, the God that lives and the God that will work in us in this season of Lent. And when we hear, hear the words, repent and believe the gospel, we have it all.